Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday, day number two of Toast Friends and Family here. Nope, Toast Friends and Family Week here at The Morning Toast. I'm so excited to be joined by what is turning out to be a regular co-host for The Morning Toast, and I'm really thrilled about it. You're so easy like this is just the best day I feel like well first of all I love being here you know that so I love I'm having you. always available if you need me <laughs> um but I feel like I'm always texting you like I'm gonna be late you are and then you show up right on time I know I'm a panicker yeah but that's what happens when you move out of the city uh-huh and I couldn't get to my Uber today. It was like a thing. My hair's wet, whatever. At least I have a Botox this time. I'm good. You look fabulous. You have Botox. You have a wedding glow. Taylor's getting married in like less than a month, right? Yep, less than a month. How do you feel about that? I feel good. How do you feel? I feel like we didn't plan properly. Mm-hmm. I feel still time. like I am in panic mode. Mm-hmm. I feel like I bought a bunch of stuff at Home Goods that I didn't need. I saw that. But I actually <laughs> liked those pillows. Are you having like a Moroccan themed rehearsal dinner? Because that's what I, the vibe I got from all your pillows. Yeah, no, it's uh, clam bake. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, those poofs didn't really scream clam bake. So we needed extra seating. Right. And so it's like 25 adults, but like a bunch of kids. And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot where the kids, the kids are going to sit. sit. So I was like, you know, poofs are great. If they like smear schmutz all over them, I'm going to be fine with it. Mm-hmm. And so, but so I'm like, and, and it kind of pulls in. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. You know what? <laughs> now that you said clam bake, I do see the nautical aesthetic that those pillows were serving. This is why we're friends. Thank this you. is why we're friends. So mazel tov. I honestly do not envy you. I had such a miserable time planning my wedding. They're the worst. Yeah. Like, are you having fun or no? Because like some girls are like. Oh, the best time of my life. They're liars. They're liars. Or delusional or, or just, heavily medicated. Or we're just not like other girls, you know? I think we're honest. I think we're spazzes. Transparent. Yes. And I do think we're both a little like type A and like I, I was very easily triggered. Yes. I, well, my first wedding planning, I oh, still yeah. have PTSD from it. Oh my God, I forgot. This is your second wedding. <laughs> and I kind of am approaching this wedding like a groom. Like, okay. And I defer to Tay for everything. So whenever she makes a decision, I'm like, it's Tay's decision. Like, I'm actually, I kind of like, like, namaste, put myself in this like trance of just being like zen. And it's really fit. Like, I get why grooms don't freak out over weddings. Is Taylor Donahue the bridezilla or are you? She, I'm not. She, if anyone's a bridezilla, really? it's her. 
she, Claudia, I feel like if I asked her that question, she would give me a different answer because I love you. Uh uh-uh. uh. I just don't really believe you. No, we did a Taste of Taylor together. Okay. So you can still listen to it. And we talked about the wedding and who's the bridezilla and who isn't. And she kind of copped to it. There was a moment where she was, so her friend is going to be the photographer. So she was like, She's like hooking us up with prices and it's going to be like super easy. We're playing for a travel, yada, yada, yada. But Tay was like, we need to build a structure for Stacy. And I was like, I don't know what that means. She's like, I'm like, are you talking like Lollapalooza? Like when there's like scaffolding so someone can climb up into a tower for an angle? And she's like, precisely. And I'm, what? You know what? That's insane. It's not unheard of. It is a little extreme, but like, I know you forget it. But your Instagram is an important part of your business and just like your life in general. And I know you don't treat it as such. You know I don't subscribe to that. I know you don't treat it as such because your Instagram looks like you put Vaseline on (laughs) your camera lens. But it is important. The photos are important. And actually, I really respect. Taylor works in videography and photography and production. So she knows the importance of capturing the moment. You, my friend, do not... You'll Listen, capture the moment like 45 minutes later. No, like 45 days later and be like, <laughs> best wedding ever. <laughs> Truly. Well, so, okay. yeah. I mean, I guess I could see Taylor Donahue kind of taking on that role. But yes. I would just she, love to be a fly on the wall during your guys' weddings conversations. I know. I think it's going to be, I really, it's, we're approaching it from like a chill perspective. It's more of like a dinner party than a wedding. It's, I mean, 25 adults is like not insane. Mm-hmm. So it's actually much more pleasurable than last time. Of course. For sure, for a million reasons. But no, I know it can be a nightmare. And even still, like, we're going over budget. And yeah. it's just like, we're just like making snap decisions. I just like, now I'm at a place where like, I'm doing the thing that you do with the wedding where it's like, what budget? And I'm like, I want a lighting designer to come in and put chandeliers in the trees. I heard, I saw your Instagram story where you were like, looking for a lighting designer in the Boston area, South Philly. And I was like... This bitch is on crack. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to lose it. What the fuck is a lighting designer? I'm also starving. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what the it other is. thing. I'm on this crazy diet where all I eat is protein. I can't even have a vegetable. That's not a diet. I know it's starvation. That's a life sentence. <laughs> it's terrible. So, but my literally my wedding jumpsuit doesn't zip. Well, so that this was my question because I feel like the best part amongst obviously all the things like marrying the love of your life. Yes. But a lesbian wedding is like you can really get creative with like you could wear a white tuxedo. Like yep. what is Taylor wearing? What are you wearing? So I got a jumpsuit off of love. ASOS love. for $213. And love. Honestly, it's chic as fuck. Okay. And what I'm, is the So it's not available anymore. Okay. Spoiler alert. Um, but it it's like off the it's shoulder. Off the shoulder, but it's got like a dramatic cover of my arm because I'm insecure about my arms. I don't want to show my arm. Same. So it covers the arms, but it's still for summer, like everything else is open, so I'm not gonna be sweating to death. Summer wedding is tough. Tough. I used to joke that I wanted to have a winter wonderland themed wedding outside in December. <laughs> I mean, I because, kind of like, understand it. No amount of air conditioning was enough for me. No, ever. And then it's like it's very simple. It's wide leg and it has pockets, which I love. Pockets. I love a pocket. And then like kind of like a simple darted pleat, which I'm not sure what it really looks like yet because it doesn't fit. I'm really um, interested in the pockets. I know dresses with pockets are amazing, but on your wedding day, what are you going to keep in your pocket? Like lip gloss? Oh, some ciggies. <laughs> I feel that. No, Can totally. you imagine? My mom would kill Would me. she? Murder. I feel like I could see it. I'm still scared of my mom. 
Well, she isn't everyone. I smoked once in front of her. It was when we were like, we were in Florida on my birthday, right before I was like literally going to serve my husband with divorce papers. Oh, so it was a dark time for everyone. It was dark. And my friend was like, oh, we couldn't find you because I thought Taylor was smoking a cigarette. I was like, God damn it. In front of my mom. That's a tough part of growing up. Like when your like adult life starts to mesh with your family life. Yes. And you're like starting to drink at like family barbecues like you did in college. Yes. And your parents are like, who did I raise? Yes. It's a tough part of growing up. So, but my mom was like, honey, you're going to get a divorce. <laughs> Dude, you do cigarette. You. So, but I, I did quit smoking a while ago. And how do you feel I about it? I miss it. I miss it. I think it's chic and fab. Were you one of those people who smoked like in the morning? Uh, at times, yes. Like in college. I definitely was awakened. What kind of cigarettes smoke. did you smoke? Marble Lights. Interesting. Yes, yeah, sometimes you know Capri's when I was in Europe and felt fancy. You know what I find so interesting and I feel like you'll actually relate to is so many reality shows that I watch, every now and then you catch them smoking cigarettes. And Luann. Luann smokes cigarettes. Yep. Dorinda smokes cigarettes. Yep. Um, MJ, all the shots of Sunset smoke cigarettes. God, a lot okay. of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills do. Lisa Vanderpump, when she got like attacked in Dubai, she went back to her hotel room with Ken and they were smoking cigarettes. Oh, yep. So many of the Vanderpump Rules kids, Chris and Dodie, everyone. Yep. Oh, Kristen just, is a smoker. And I just didn't know people like smoking cigarettes anymore I know it is I remember I was I forget who I was but I was with a bunch of people and they were talking about how like smoking is so taboo and this was like five or six years ago this is like even before Juul existed mm-hmm. and I was like one of the only smokers there at the time and I remember feeling just like so insecure and like you smell like that's, that's the, thing the problem too. it's like it's not just like you're killing yourself which of course you are it's terrible but like it's offensive to those around you secondhand smoke kills it's teeth. just like the teeth the, it's the worst so. I was listening to Heather McDonald's podcast and she did a really funny bit about how like Smoking is like chewy. It's like old school. It like, is chewy. But like the, every kid in America has a vape. So that's going to be the new cigarette. And here, and riddle me this, okay? Here's the thing with vaping is it's way cleaner, i.e. you don't smell. Yes. There's not really a trace of it. However, it that's what's bad about it because then you can just do it wherever. Like imagine if I was in, like I had to, like I remember one time I was smoking in high school. Please no one tell my mom about this episode. <laughs> And sending it to I had my bet. friend hold my cigarette so I could smoke it so I wouldn't it wouldn't like be on my hands because my mom was like such right. a tyrant and I was so terrified of her. But like if I was in high school with Jewel, are you fucking kidding? nuts? Can I ask you a question? Yes. When was the first time you smoked a cigarette? Like how did you oh, get into ah. the smoking scene? Okay. So I was working at um a place in Hingham, Massachusetts called Fire King. Rest in peace, Fire King. Is it a restaurant? It was like a bakery restaurant. Ooh, and I worked delicious. in the bakery, not to brag, and there was a hot boy that worked with me that I had a crush on, because I did not yet know I was lesbian. <laughs> and um he smoked. Like he invited me and my friends out to a party and he was like, I'm gonna go outside and have a cigarette. And I was like, Me too. Oh my god. That's how it starts. That is exactly that is a cliche from a movie, how it yep. starts. Yep. And then I remember I was in Appalachia building like roofs and houses for um like Habitat for Humanity exactly and it was like all of us were away and I remember I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna drop it like it's hot Kate Bosworth was on it with me we spoke about this last episode Kate Bosworth went to your but high school we right? would smoke cigarettes together mm. by the telephone the like the um what's it called I don't even know the telephone pole no the, the cell phone no, tower the cell phone the what's it called payphone payphone <laughs> 
Um, and so then I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm well, doing it. Yeah, by the way, this just goes Not to... cool, by the way. This just goes to prove the theory, like, only cool people smoke cigarettes. Truly. So, Truly. <laughs> but it was, like, on and off throughout college, then after, and then I just, I mean, I just quit. No, when we met, you smoked cigarettes. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, was I a heavy smoker? Like, you weren't a light one. <laughs> but I never thought anything of it. Like, I've everyone... actually never talked about this. Really? Really. I feel safe that my mom is not going yeah. to watch this, potentially. Your mom's mom, if you toaster. did, I'm so sorry. It's not, like, the biggest secret. I mean, it I'm, is what it is. I'm such... I'm you could have been doing crystal meth, like... That's what I'm saying, yeah. right? Every time I do something bad, I'm like, well, I'm not doing crystal meth. Like, that's my bar <laughs> for what's acceptable behavior, you know? Over the weekend, I was with my parents, and we were talking about, like, Tay and the marriage and, like, kids in the future, and I was saying, like, I'm not caring. But I told them that Tay and I had this conversation where... Tay was like, I'll carry yours, you carry mine, mm -hmm. and like we'll bond with each other's. That's Great. kind of like a nice idea. And then Tay was like, wait, I don't want mine in your body. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> so accurate. So fair. Because she's like, was like a student athlete in college. Like she's a drinker, but she was like, she's square. She's so fair. I'm wild. Was wild. Was. Was wild. Was. So I just feel like, I, so I told my parents that, and my mom was like, had a moment where she was like, I don't even, like, I want to know, but, like, I don't even want to know. No, no, no. And I was like, you don't. You don't. And then my dad was like, heroin? And I was like, dad! No. But see, no. at least you're not doing heroin. <laughs> Thank you. If you use that as, like, your bar <laughs> mentally, like, you will always be on the right path. Like, sometimes yeah. I, like, act, like, I take really shitty care of my body. Like, I eat really bad. Like, I go to a lot of parties. I drink a lot. Yep. And then same. I wake up and I'm like, you know, I should change my behavior. And then I'm like, well, I'm not doing crystal math. <laughs> and I, so I could I, always be doing worse. At your birthday party, I became a tequila bottle. <laughs> oh, 100%. I was telling Olivia's story and literally... Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm sorry. I forgot. You were a repetitive Rita on my birthday. Like, oh, my God. That's actually one of my biggest pet peeves when no, people, when people so, get drunk so, yeah. and they get fucked up and they don't stop repeating themselves and they're telling you a story and they maybe like lose their train of thought so they start back at the beginning i was losing my fucking mind i was just like girl does this story ever and this is my party i've got to go mingle tay tay was like trying to help me and i was like i got it tay and you were like, a verbal terrorist like holding people hostage it was torture i totally so forgot it's funny now. I was hoping Olivia was as fucked up as me. No, she actually did mention it to me oh, the next day. No. <laughs> but you know we don't care. We love you. Oh my god. Oh my I'm god. I'm literally funny. crying. I'm crying. Um, we have a great okay. show for you guys today. Taylor's gonna join me in discussing the fast five stories. And if you like what you hear, Taylor is the host of the Taste of Taylor podcast, which is available on all platforms. Yes. And she also hosts a daily radio show just like this, two hours a day on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Taylor Strucker show. Remember when you were screaming it drunk on yes. your friend's balcony? Mm -hmm. Oh, I just thought we would mention the last time Taylor was here. Yes. Taylor and I were like, let's go to lunch after. Like, mm -hmm. who doesn't love a lunch? Ladies who lunch. 12 o'clock, we had lunch. We stumbled out of the restaurant at about four. We wanted to go buy Chanel bags. No, we were you, you wanted to get... How dare you? You did! How dare you? You were the one who brought it up, you fucking bitch. I said... I would, it's Chanel's around the corner. And then you were like, let's get best friend Chanel bags. And I'm like, that's not a thing. So then I realized <laughs> I had left my wallet at my friend Jason's Thank house. Thank God. 
who lived uptown. So I'm like, all right, let's go run to Jason's house, grab my wallet, because I was there the last the night before last year through a dinner party for yes, my high school friends. Love him, love him. And I was like, we'll get my wallet and then we'll come back. And of course we ran to Jason's. He was like in the middle of a meeting. He has a really serious job. And he like he literally shoved us on his balcony and like left alcohol, cakes, like all this leftover food he had from the dinner party we had the night before. And we sat on his balcony for two hours. <laughs> yep. I got home at seven o'clock. Same. And as I'm pulling up, I realized I completely forgot about Theo. He hadn't been walked all day. And I walk into the house and I'm like, I'm forgetting something. What is it? And I'm like, oh my God, Theo. He was like literally waiting for me all day. It was so sad. I was being such a bad dog mom, like being a delinquent. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have that influence on people. You do that without me though. I'm, I'm not, we're both bad. But should we go to lunch today? <laughs> I can't eat. Oh, right. I, I can't, can't drink. drink. And I have to work after. And I don't want to be a bad influence. Well, I mean, then after the wedding, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. No, no, that's, don't even, I want to break my diet. So we're going to dive into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Love Island, now streaming. After a year of being cooped up at home, it's time to let loose. Take some risks and live it up. No one does that better than the singles on Love Island, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Watch as the Islanders head to Hawaii, pair up, and try to not get eliminated while facing the ultimate temptation with the return of Casa Amor and new challenges that will test their relationships and friendships. Who's being genuine and who's full of it? You decide what's going down and who goes home with love and cash. Plus, don't miss Love Island exclusives on Paramount Plus, including live hits, behind the scenes footage, and extra episodes. It's shaping up to be a summer of romance, passion, and lots of drama. Watch the claws come out and the tears flow with the new season of Love Island, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com slash Villa to try it for free. We've been recapping Par- uh, Love Island for the last couple weeks. It's my first season watching. Do you watch? I watched two seasons ago. Like, I, they didn't do one during the pandemic, right? Uh, I don't know because this is my first season watching. Well, we did one, like, there was a guy named Cashel on it. I think it was two seasons ago. Okay. And um, we were addicted. We have not yet started it. We're it's just crazy. but so good. It's so good. You know and what? And with Paramount Plus, it's so easy to watch. I love the host, Ariel. I think she's awesome. But she is so much funnier on Instagram. Like, that is such a sin that network TV does where they don't let the host, like, live. She's gorgeous. She's so funny. Um, okay, there's a lot of news today. The biggest story of the day is Prince Harry is back in the news. He nabs a $20 million deal from Penguin Random House for a memoir. I'm here for it. So he's getting at least $20 million up front to publish his memoirs. Yes. With the same publisher that gave Barack and Michelle Obama a $65 million book deal. Jeez. As page six revealed, Harry has been secretly writing a memoir for nearly a year and he has sold it to Penguin Random House. While the renegade royal said Monday he'll be donating all of the proceeds to charity, it's yet to be made clear whether he will keep the multi-million dollar advance. Whoa. Be- believed to be at least $20 million according to Publishing Insiders. Oh, that's the advance? Yeah. So Oof. basically, how, for those who don't know, how an advance works is you get paid up front like what a publisher thinks you're worth, and they're hoping you'll out-earn that. So like, let's say you get an a, a advance of $5. You have to then sell $5 worth of books before you can make any money. So the publisher has to sell $20 million worth of books before Harry gets any proceeds. Got it. So... Him saying that he's going to donate the proceeds is to charity after is it? If it's after, that's like a really kind of sneaky way of 
vocalizing it because if you say that, I'm assuming you're donating your $20 million advance. That's a proceed, no? Well, yeah. It's an advance. Here's the thing. Truth, I don't care either way. Like, mm-hmm. like I'd like for him, like, because I feel like he needs to make money. And like, listen, I know it's like, he needs to make tw- like 20 million. Actually, yeah, because he's a prince. Mm-hmm. And the whole security thing is a real thing. And mm-hmm. he no longer has it through the royal family, yada, 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 yada. I am team Harry and Meghan. And here's why. Because mm-hmm. I am narcissistic. And it reminds me of me escaping from very different. Oh. It wasn't a royal family, but it was a wealthy, prominent family. Mm-hmm. And so when you're like, fuck your money, yeah. fuck you, I believe in me, I can do this on my own, or at least some version better of this. It's actually a really interesting perspective. I stand for it. So that's why I'm super duper team them. I do want to say, I do think now they are extremely financially set with all of their Netflix deals. She has yeah. a big Disney Plus deal. They started this company with Oprah. Yeah. I do think they currently, after you know leaving a year and a half ago, I do believe they have generational wealth already acquired. I really do think that. How much do you think they have? Like 100 she million? She wrote a children's book. I mean, so Netflix deal. Disney plus voiceover. Right. $20 million for a book. Right. She wrote a very popular New York Times bestselling children's book. I don't know how much money is in children's books. Um, They started this mental health. It's like a um, virtual therapy type of company with Oprah. Right. Um, They're just, they get paid like to fart. I just love that they're like, oh, you're going to try to control us with your money. We're going to leave and we're going to make so much more. Well, let me ask you your thoughts on this because you can relate to a situation on a smaller scale. Yes. So it it's confusing, I think, for a lot of people who I feel like I want them to be empowered. Like I want them to share their story like things were so hard for so long and that's kind of one side of it. Yes. But then the other side of it is like, they're still very much trying to emulate that they have a good relationship with the queen and they named the kid after the queen. Yes. And you know, they go back to a lot of different events. So it's like, are you running away? Like, I just think there is some confusing messaging. Yeah, I do. I actually, I really agree with that. I never even thought of it until you said it. There is, I mean, I think that there's so much smoke and mirrors and so much fake, like, pretense bullshit in everyone who's Mm -hmm. involved in that family. Um, It's just the way it works. And it's probably hard for Harry to fully shake it. Yeah, it's tough, for sure. Um, But... You know, I mean, yeah, that is where we differ because I, when I cut, I ran. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I, I bounced I, everything behind. Well, you didn't have um, a kid, which a kid always, because the kid is half royal and you didn't leave with your husband. So it's Harry's family, you know? So it's that's they, such a good point. They're more tied to them in a million different ways. It was easier for you to leave. You're totally right. So she probably defers to him. So I think yeah. she's a truth teller or at least, at least her truth teller. Mm-hmm. And then I think that he's probably like trying to, he's breaking away, but also it's his family. It's hard to say to somebody just completely abandon your family. It's yeah. not, I mean, it wouldn't be a good look. It's either. not natural. No. So also, yeah. one other little piece of information that I thought was worth mentioning is that Harry's co-writer who's like an an industry known as a power ghostwriter Uh J.R. Moringer is getting at least a million dollars in the advance damn yeah make that money honey yeah no it's just like crazy how how interesting it is to watch them what oh and they also have a huge Spotify deal developing podcasts yeah so they're completely fine yeah they're good but they really are like so famous it's so crazy this ghostwriter's a cutie J.R. Moringer, he can get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be like what what the the context of the book is. I have to imagine it'll be very similar to the Oprah interview. I was gonna say more of the same, but like maybe there's gotta be 
there's got to be even more stories to tell, right? Did you read or like at all Finding Freedom that like their approved biography by those two uh, yeah. journalists? I had started it. It was, it was just like so boring. No, it was like so. I don't like. I don't know what the right word is. Like almost like propaganda. Like she stepped. It was like a Hallmark movie. She stepped out of the limo. He left the palace. It was over. Like, it was so, like, <laughs> overly romanticized. I'm like, what are you guys trying to prove with this book? Like, it was just, it was bizarre, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to read that one. It's not for you, but I actually do think this will be super, super interesting. Me too. $20 million, man. That's nuts. Also, what do you think about Priyanka shading them? I fucking loved it. Okay, I do have to say... So the story is basically all these celebrities are at Wimbledon. Kate Middleton was there, obviously. And then Priyanka Chopra was there and didn't say hi to Kate Middleton. Yes. So the story was like Priyanka Chopra didn't say hi to Kate Middleton. And I actually think a more accurate headline would have been future queen doesn't say hi to random American actress. Like, I don't think the two of them are friends. Yes, they were both at Megan's wedding. I don't think it was like this intentional snub by any means. I doubt Kate knows who she is, like for real. Well, when the, the story I read, Kate and Prince were whatever, William, yes, Walked Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Cambridge walked in and everyone clapped. Okay, as is like protocol. Yeah, and Priyanka did not. Got it. And like fixed her scarf instead. Yeah, and she actually probably did do that to stand with her friend. I like that. though. Do I think William and Kate give a shit? <laughs> no. no, no, zero. No, but I actually I didn't read that part. I thought that they just like didn't say hi. For sure she didn't. Like that's her friend, and she but that's think, a loyal bitch. I like. Yeah, that. those are the people who her friend. Who, were, who she believes wronged her friend. Right, exactly. I believe that, for sure. Yeah, I liked it. And if that was me and like I was friends with Megan, I would probably do the same. Right? Yeah. You always want to surround yourself with loyal people. I would do that for you. You would do that for me. Oh my God, I would cut a bitch who came for you. Same. Um, this next story is actually really crazy because even though I've been really reluctant to talk about the Sex in the City revival, and I think we should talk about why I feel that way. Yeah. Natasha is back, according to People Magazine. Bridget Moynihan was spotted on the set of, New York, of the Sex and the City revival in New York City. Good. Bridget Moynihan, who played Biggs' second wife, Natasha, on Sex and the City, was spotted in New York City on Monday filming scenes for the new upcoming HBO Max sequel, and just like that. Photographers snapped Moynihan, 50, on the streets of Soho, wearing a blue short sleeve blouse, cream knee-length skirt, and a tan gladiator. Uh, she was also carrying an oversized green bag. A fan named Gregory Litley spotted Moynihan, too, and shared footage of her between takes on his Instagram account. I don't know why that's a relevant piece of information. Um, but let's talk, about, let's talk about a few things. I think we should start kind of, I don't think you and I have ever really discussed. I love. You love the idea of a revival. I am, my name is Taylor Strecker and I'm a Sex and the City addict. Okay, I have to say, I'm a really big fan as well. Like, I watch both movies. Yep. I've rewatched the series. It's it's a comfort show. So when I'm at home, like, I don't really, it's hard for me to sit down and watch, like, A Housewife because I'm, like, at full attention, pausing, rewinding, taking notes, like, literally. I can watch Sex and the City and Sopranos. Those are my two over and over and over and over and over again. Like, I can and too. Sex and the City is my favorite when I'm like doing like stuff around the house or like working and answering emails. I love it. It's like a comfort to me. So I have watched the series, I swear to God, like 150 times. And what did you think about the movies? Ass on ass on ass. What? But I totally disagree. I still, if it's on, I'll be like, cancel our plans. We have to watch this movie. I even don't though even I know I own how it. you could say that. Abu Dhabi is the best movie. This is like you liking Black Cherry White Claw. Okay, I have to tell you something. I've let you guess like me enough. Okay, 
Everyone likes black cherry white claw the best. It's a universal decision. I you disagree. are a freak who likes natural lime, and you think that <laughs> makes you just like everyone else. No, you're the freak, okay? You are the freak. I'm you sick of my shit. I try black cherry. It's really good. How dare you? How dare you continue to make fun of me when you know that you like black cherry too? You literally on your podcast like a year ago made me so embarrassed. And I've never got so many DMs from people being like, I don't know what the fuck Taylor's talking about. Everyone likes black cherry best. That's like you saying like, I like grape Tylenol, you know? No one likes grape Tylenol. Exactly. <laughs> My God, fucking wench. <laughs> so back to sex in the city. <laughs> so now that we have the revival, I'm not sure how I feel like about an actual revival, but I do know I'm not like dying for it ever since Kim Cattrall announced she wouldn't be back, which, which begs... It's a sin. Which begs the question, first of all, which character do you think that you are? I always thought I was Charlotte. Wrong-o, I'm Miranda because she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's funny because I think I'm a Miranda too, but I'm not a lesbian. But I just think like she's, I actually have this, a whole chapter on this in my book about how Miranda has been oh. like so stigmatized by our generation as like the worst one. Yes, justice for Miranda. When in reality, yes. nobody's funnier, nobody's more relatable. And at the end of all the relationships in the show, yep. maybe equal with Charlotte and Harry, hers is so real and like a real marriage. She's a career woman. She's like, so successful. She was the first one to buy an apartment. She yes. had Ralph Lauren paint in her home. Yes. She, like, she's just everything of the sort. And I think they did her dirty with a lot of her hairstyles and her outfits. outfits totally. And people just kind of labeled her as the weirdo. When if you actually watch the show with some integrity, yes. you will realize, like, she's the star. She's hilarious. We all wanted to be the Carrie. That was ass. I no, mean, Carrie I think we is... wanted to be the Charlotte. Carrie's the worst. Carrie's the worst that's a part of growing up realizing like yep. homegirl is the worst first of all back to natasha had an affair with a married man yes cheated on her fiance yes took every single person in her life for granted her friends were constantly there for her yeah she was never giving enough attention to their issues as she was they were giving to her never she was just like an animal and yep. like i'm sorry liking kitten heels is not a personality trait adulting is knowing that Carrie Bradshaw is the worst. 100%. And Period then, in the story. I'm sure you can relate to this. As someone with financial freedom who, like, works hard, watching her, like, that episode where she, her her condo's going uh, co-op. Her and Aiden break up for the second time, and he's going to sell that apartment. And she doesn't have any money. And yep. she needs, like, 30 grand. She tries to get a loan. And the lady's like, you don't even have a job. Why would we give you a loan? She has, like, $900 in savings. Right, and because she spent it all on shoes. Shoes. She has $40,000 worth of shoes. And she literally gets... Samantha offers the money. She says no. Miranda offers the money. She says no. And Charlotte doesn't offer the money. So she storms over to Charlotte's place and is yeah. like, why didn't you offer me the money? And yeah. Charlotte's like... Because that's not appropriate. No yeah. And what, what, it's my problem that you don't have uh, financial literacy? Yes. And then she gives her the her ring. engagement ring, which we all know now through me, has no value whatsoever. Is that so true? it's a lie. Yes, because that's why I, well, I don't have my ring on today because I'm riding the subway and I get scared. Oh, that's fair. Right? I know a lot of people who don't wear the jewelry on the subway. But uh, Wusband's ring was, I, 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 the plan was to sell it and mm -hmm. get two new ones, but it's like worthless. It, it, it's, like, it's like a car. It, like you drive it off a lot and it just like tanks in value. Does it tank in value? Like where was it from a store? It was from Quiot. So does it tank in value back at the store? Or Everywhere. Does, or just, the, you can just the diamond though, no? Um, I'll say this. Oh, fuck it. I'll tell you how much it was. You want to know? Yes. It 
re- he got it for around 60000 and I heard that I could get maybe 11000 for it. You're kidding. You're her. So you're better off insuring it, and it's like... And, and losing it, it. And if you get robbed or someone, you know, or you lose it, like, that's it actually holds more value in an insurance form. And that's not me planning insurance fraud. And that's not you encouraging no. our audience to commit insurance fraud, which is a very serious... Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but good to know. But, like, for real, though, can you imagine? Good um okay but so let's talk about natasha because yes. i'm not really sure in what context she's going to be brought back back carry and big are together we have to assume now do you want me to give you a spoiler do you know i read something no i don't want to hear i heard big died but then i heard him on set so you sure you don't want me to tell you oh no it may, okay fine i mean listen it did was, you hear that he died no he well i heard he died but that was but, before they were going to bring him back yeah but now he's back so he's alive samantha's totes dead Hit by a bus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. How would Samantha go out in like a really fabulous way? She'd like, was that like, oh, like, remember that episode where um, that woman who looks like Jennifer Coolidge, but who's not Jennifer Coolidge, falls, uh, out, a wi- falls out a window? Yes. Yes. That, that Samantha will go out in, in a fabulous, similar type of way. Yeah. I'm so bored I could die. I'm so Boom. bored I could die. And then she's that's gone. A, that's when the show was so epic. Like the most random, that's like Darren Starr's thing. Like he thinks of the most random fucking Darren. like plot lines and Jennifer Foolage falls out a window. Yep. So good. So good. Okay, so I know why Natasha's... Well, how about this? I don't know, but I could. it makes total sense why they brought her back. So you don't know this for sure? I read that... Where'd you read it? Page six. Ugh, so it's definitely true. Everything on page six is true. Everything. Except for the stuff about me. Don't read it. Can I just tell you? Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. There was a script. Okay. And... If you don't want to get spoiled, press 30 seconds on the podcast app. Skip ahead. Carrie and Big are in the middle of an ugly divorce. Good. Who the fuck would want to be married to her? Right? What a fucking ungrateful wench. <laughs> so they're getting a divorce, and so Natasha must be coming back, and I don't know what capacity, but like that. Carrie probably reached out to her, like. Oh, that's such a Carrie thing to do. Like a, such a savior complex. Like, yeah, like, oh my God. Remember oh, when she like has Big come to Aiden's country house and like to talk about the girl or, he's seeing or, or when he calls after the affair and she's like i'm sorry he's in my life he's my friend what can i say it's like you cheated with him and uh, justice for aiden <laughs> oh curry anyway the, the life aiden ended up having with that woman kathy who was also a furniture designer and he had three little kids yes. and they were like named tater and tater tot yeah <laughs> so happy for him that's the life that he deserved same, but then he blew it by making out with Carrie and Abu Dabski. You know what? Things happen in the Middle East, and you know what? I don't think it counts back at home. Oh my god! I don't think they had to make such a big deal about it. It's not like they fucked or like had anal. They just kissed. <laughs> what would you rather them have sex or have anal? Anal. Anal doesn't count. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, just ask all the girls who are virgins down south. Right. No, ask all the girls from high school. <laughs> just kidding, guys. That was a thing. No, it was from a thing when in my high school was. too. <laughs> I'm a virgin. Uh, no, yeah, no, you're, you're not. You're getting married. You're a virgin. Are you excited <laughs> to lose your virginity on your wedding night? <laughs> well, I'm excited to still lose my butt virginity. Are you nervous about my butt virginity? No, to lose your virginity to Taylor. If I'm so scared. All right, maybe um, if you have any questions, you can let me know, okay? <laughs> um, okay, so thank you for spoiling that. You're welcome. And we're going to keep going, but today's episode is also also brought to you by Jinx, Theo's favorite sponsor. My dog is a wolf, a hardworking man, and comes from a long line of show dogs. 
No, I'm totally kidding. Modern dogs are sleeping more, lounging more, and they're not hunting and working as much as they used to. So to keep our pups happy and healthy, most modern kibble falls short on the nutrition that dog needs, like real quality ingredients without the added fillers. Dog parents, you now can meet Jinx, the internet's fastest growing wellness brand for your dog's new favorite kibble, treats, and dental chews with recipes proven to support digestion, immunity, and heart health. Designed by dog parents, formulated by pet nutritionists, approved by veterinarians, and loved by dogs, Jinx is all the love you have for your dog packed into a tasty, nutritious kibble. Every recipe is crafted with real protein, superfood ingredients, and a patented probiotic packed together in a complete, balanced kibble. Because dogs that eat better live longer. Jinx was designed with picky eaters in mind, so if your dog's uh, not obsessed with the food, the Jinx team will make it right with their 100% money-back guarantee because they're so sure that your dog will love it. Try Jinx and get 40% off your first subscription order at thinkjinx.com toast. Your dog deserves a cleaner kibble designed for modern doghood that they actually want to eat, and you can feel good giving it to them. Your dog will love it or your money back, so what are you waiting for? 40% off at thinkjinx.com toast, T-H-I-N-K-J-I-N-X dot com slash T-O-A-S-T. I was just thinking one more thing about the Sex and the City Please. reboot. I wonder if Carrie's going to get a nice settlement and then she'll finally have financial freedom. I actually would like that storyline. I would. Yeah. Because he's so rich. It's like, I know. you know, he doesn't need all that money. Do they ever publish, because Sex and the City is based off of a series of books by yes. Candace Bushnell. Who was the real John James Preston in New York's like elite? I have no idea. Please, God, tell me it wasn't Donald Trump. It could have been, though. No, no. Right? No, I don't think so. Hold on. I'm going to Google. Real big Well, I know, sex. like, they had Donald on, like, pretty early in the seasons. Ron Galati. Ron Galati. What's that up with him? Where's, sound... Ronnie? Where's, where's Ronnie doing Meet these the man days? who inspired Sex in the City's Mr. Big on Bizarre Magazine. That sounds legit. Is he hot? I'm about to tell you. Okay. So... He's the former Vogue and GQ publisher, oh. said to be the inspiration for Bradshaw's longstanding love interest and eventual husband played on screen by Chris Noth. Noth. Although no one knows for sure that Galati is the man behind the character, consistent speculations point to in that direction. Mm. I don't have a picture of him, though. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting lost down this rabbit hole. Yes. Ron Galati. Oh, he's got a wife. Oh, Ron Galati. It's named Natasha. Oh, my God. Here is a picture of... Mr. Big and Ron Galati, I think. I'm dead. Oh, Ron Galati does not look like Chris Noth. No, Chris no Noth shade. is much hotter. Yeah. Yeah. I love looking at pictures from like when Sex and the City was on the air and they were all like so, so famous and like younger and they're like fabulous covers of magazines and like paparazzi at different events. It's like such a fabulous like time I capsule. I know, I know. It's like... That's an era that will never be again. No. But it's so precious. But you might be saying that about this era in 20 years. I will be. Yeah. Everything just changes. Okay. Another story that's like fake news. You know, it's like all these headlines are like, I'll just read it to you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Haley Baldwin shuts down pregnancy rumors after her husband calls yeah. uh, them mom and dad in an Instagram photo. So basically, um, they aren't expecting a baby, despite what fans on Instagram might think. They went wild wondering whether the parents, they were parents-to-be, after Bieber posted a black-and-white photo of him and Haley, and then captioned it, Mom and Dad. Somebody, com- I mean, a million people commented, Baby on the way, what do you mean, Mom and Dad? And then Haley um, wrote, I think you should maybe change this caption to Dog Mom and Dad before anyone gets it twisted. So the whole outcome of this story is a big nothing burger. They're not pregnant. Yeah, how old are they? They're young. They um, are. They're not like, you know, inappropriately young to have a child. child. No. 
he's 27, which actually is like a nice. Yeah. And Haley Bieber is. 26, 25. She was. 24. Oh, she's young. She's young. That's young to have a child. But they are like super religious and traditional, and I think, in a lot of ways. super successful. Like, it's like they can afford the fuck out of a baby. So, yeah. I mean. I also just feel like as a model, Haley's career has never been bigger. And I don't know if she wants to like tame that. I right feel now. like she's going to be one of those girls that just snaps right back. I know. It actually makes me upset. It really makes me upset. Um, I mean, I would be so here for them to be parents. I have hated Justin Bieber for so long. And in like the last two years, I like adore him. Why did you hate him? Because you had a bad experience. Because I interviewed serious. him and it was really, really bad. Oh, I think you told the story on the last time. I you did. Were on the I did. But like honestly, now looking back, that was a that was my bad. <laughs> yeah. You know when you were telling me the story. You know when my bad. You know when you're telling like someone a story, or you're, you're hearing something from someone, and they're talking about like you know a friend that like you know betrayed them, yes. and you're listening to the story, and you're like, I think you're the toxic one. Yep. I think I, I did do remember feeling that way when you were telling me the Justin Bieber story. Like, like you acted inappropriately. I was out of control. I was unhinged. And it, it was my bad. I totally fucked up. He, he could have handled it a little bit better mm -hmm. given, like, I wasn't, like, being mean to him. I was joking no. with him. But ultimately, like, I should have respected him more. Yeah. I think that he was insecure because he was this kid trying to be taken seriously as an adult. And I was an adult trying to, like, not flirt with a child because that's inappropriate. And it just was, like, an explosion. Yeah. Especially such a good-looking child. I know. So you're bad. Back on the Biebs I'm back. Train. I'm so deep in. His music is so good And recently. I love the two of them together. She's I a delight. He, she, I think she makes him better. I'm just, I stand them. She did wonders, like, for his image and just for, I think, him on, like, a personal level. I yes. feel like he actually really did make him a better person. But also, publicly, I feel like so many people, like, stand them now when they used to think he was, like, you know, uh, a, a menace. Yes. Remember, like, when he got, like, arrested for throwing eggs at his yeah. neighbor's house? See, like, that's the Justin that I was, like, when I was on the Air series, that was, like, where he was. He was yeah. an asshole. Yeah, but he was also, like, a child. Exactly. Who grew so, up, like, with no boundaries. Yeah. So I feel like... You know what? It's funny, too. I used to be, like, so anti, like, loving celebrities and stanship and all that stuff. And now, I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm so happy with Tay and I love her so much. And I feel like I'm, like, I'm more open to, like, loving. Taylor, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And that was you before you met Tay. It's I've been there. It's so true. It's and so sometimes true. I just hate things because it's funnier it's fun. for, for yes, the podcast yes 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 like, like carrie i gotta gotcha. make content like it's funnier we have to eat some things of course yes. and carrie some people make it so easy carrie bradshaw so easy thank god what a gift yeah i know and i actually feel like i know people aren't their characters but i think if there's any actress who's most similar to the role that they play even though i've never met sarah jessica parker it's this her. is just a guesstimate no it's her i actually will say i think she's even worse yeah. than Carrie. Yeah, I think so too. Which, More delusional. It, it, I still think she's fab and I'm still obsessed, but like I think she must be the pits maggots. And, I, and I've actually grown to love Samantha so much more. Obsessed. Like what a great character. What a modern woman. Like, right? Owned her own PR company, was so sexually free. Yes. Like, was so limitless in her judgments of people. Like she yep. was really, I'm telling you, the show will suffer immensely. Immensely. So I got to interview Kim at Sirius. <gasps> and then like later that day, I went to Amaranth where we went with yeah. my mom and my aunts. And guess who was there? Kim. Kim. And they were like, go say hi. And I was like, she's not going to remember me. And I was on my way to the bathroom and I was like, hi. And she was like, Taylor. Like, and that is when you know someone is a celebrity real. that's a real deal because they can, they're so allowed to forget because they have, yeah. they interact so with many so interviews. many people. Exactly. Wow, that's a great story. So she's actually like even a good person. 
you know, I recently, off the camera. I recently watched, um, remember Eat Your Hollywood Stories? Yes. They were running some old ones on E! like on a Saturday a couple months ago, and it was actually fabulous. And I was watching um, the Sex and the City one where they did how everyone got cast. What they oh, were, they did like a whole breakdown of the show? What they were doing career-wise before Sex and the City, how wow. the show blew up, like really changed the zeitgeist. It was fascinating. It was outdated, obviously, because it hadn't been updated in years. But right. it was really, really interesting. I want to watch that. And you know what I also find really interesting? I could talk about Sex in the City. I could do a whole podcast like Same. series about. Same. I find really interesting that, as far as I know, none of the cast ever dated, which is uncommon for such a popular show. What do you mean? Oh, like Big members. never dated Charlotte in real life. Got it. I know. I don't think so either. Steve never dated Miranda. You know, well, well Miranda's a lesbian, but you know what I mean. But no, I will say though, like having worked with the younger cast. I feel like Darren Starr, he's the head of the ship and everything like, I think that his, his shows and his casts are amazing. Can we talk about the younger finale? It, yes. it already happened. Yes, we can. Can we? I'm so confused because Younger, it did air on Paramount Plus, but like now it's also airing like... No, it aired. It aired? I watched it. I finished the finale. Everyone, it's over. Okay, so if you didn't get... Okay, great. Yes. It's over. We can talk about it. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. So it's not even... Let me tell you something. It's not even about, like, did I want Charles for her versus did I want Josh? But who did you want? Honestly, I thought Liza was so goddamn annoying. I didn't give a shit who she ended up with because whoever ended up with her was going to be miserable. And I honestly felt bad for them. That's the truth. So I didn't care. I wasn't on a, obviously, I, I leaned more towards Charles, obviously. I leaned more towards Josh. But only because the show literally was about Charles and Liza. I literally <laughs> forgot that he had dated she had dated Josh. He was so irrelevant. So just to throw him in in the last 20 seconds uh -uh. of the show, there was no fluidity. There was no storyline. That is not a thing. It was always there. No, it Here's wasn't. the thing. It was there's not. Team Josh and there's Team Charles. Period. End of story. And the Team Charles people, I understand why you would see that, but as a Team Josher, I was watching the Charles like, when is it going to end? When is it going to end? How He's could you not be Team Charles? Because... Ah, again. You're making it about yourself. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Narcissism rearing its I ugly mean, I, head. I guess that's understandable for yeah. you. But mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm. normal people love Charles. I know. I know. I know. He's so hot. He is so hot. Did you see that there was like a Dumois blind that like this really, really famous TV couple is going to be announcing a divorce soon? <gasps> no. And like a lot of people were guessing because they're both on TV that it was him yep. and Mariska, but nothing ever happened. I don't remember hearing like a follow up. That was like a month ago. I just and then I saw them at the Nick game and they were like very happily in love. So I just want to put it out there, like protect them at all protect costs. Protect them at all costs. Them yeah. and their family. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think it's them. Me neither. Like when the last time we were recording, the last couple times we recorded, he was in Hawaii, mm -hmm. like to get like on a family trip, and he seemed quite chipper and quite oh, happy. and Mariska was there. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so jealous of that job that you got with. It was so younger. great, but and it's, it's over, over now. now, right? Yeah. Do you keep in touch? Do you have any of their phone numbers? You know what? I always like respect it because, like, when you work with like a company like a Viacom, like there are so so much chain of command, mm -hmm. and so the cast is so fucking cool and so so nice to me. And I, of course, want to have them like on my podcast and stuff. Yeah, or like come over to my house, or like that too. Yeah, and they've always like. I think that now that the show's over and like I'm not gonna step on PR's toes, I'm right. gonna start like reaching out to them and having them come on. You should. They're amazing. Nico's actually fucking great. Yeah. Nico now lives in Jersey City. <gasps> and so I think like the last time we spoke, Nico was like, let's get together. So I'm yeah. good. Yes, I'm going to continue relationships with them. That's a really hard part of our job. And I think it's one that probably I could use the most help in is like 
Ben is amazing at networking. He's so good. He can meet someone and will literally be invited on a vacation with them the next day. Like I know. I am so awkward. Same. And it's such an integral part of our job in terms of like booking guests and just like mo- like knowing what's going on. And I'm so bad at it. And it's something I'm like consciously trying to work on, but it just feels so thirsty. I like- just thought this yesterday because I was thinking like I had Brian Kelly mm-hmm. finally on Tessa on Taylor. Podcast. And I was like so not nervous to ask, but like, it just, it was like, it was something that I had thought about and I was like, I don't want to bug him. Like you were delayed. It's like yeah. so weird. I don't yeah. know what the issue is. No, it's it's something I deal with too. And it's like, it, it honestly, like if I was more, if I was more like Ben, yep. I would have my own daytime show. Like Ben is the best fucking networker of all time. And He's I'm amazing. so grateful for it. He's so great. All right, fourth story. Kanye West is not going to rap about Kim Kardashian on his new album. Okay. So his new album is called Donda. Um, It will likely be about a lot of things, uh, Sorry, Donda will likely be a lot of things to Kanye West fans, but a diss album about Kim Kardashian is not one of them. Good. After a report claimed that Kanye West compares his marital home with ex-wife Kim Kardashian to a prison on his new record, rapping that he, quote, escaped from Calabasas, Page wow. Six can exclusively reveal that that is not true. Oh. Multiple sources confirmed to Page Six that West doesn't rap anything negative about his estranged wife on the new album and certainly doesn't compare himself to being a, a prisoner or rap about her taking everything. He held a listening party in Las Vegas Sunday for some of his new songs. And an insider told Page Six, Kanye actually played the song for Kim personally before the listening party. It's emotional and personal, not negative at all. In fact, West and Kardashian are co-parenting their four children amicably and even took a family trip to San Francisco over the weekend. And the album is named Donda after his late mother, who died in 2007 from complications following cosmetic surgery, and she was only 58. So at this party, which was fabulous, um, they say... Web personality Justin LeBoy was there. I don't know who that is, but basketball star Kevin Durant. It was like a fabulous event. And honestly, I wish that the media would stop trying to come between like two people co-parenting in a very healthy way. I agree. I think that, um, in my opinion, I think that they got a divorce just because kind of what Kim said when she was like, he deserves to be with somebody who can follow him around. I'm not that person. Like, no, and they were living separate lives. Exactly. I just think that, yeah, of course there's like hurt there and they probably had like rip roaring fights, but ultimately I think we're in a really good time now where parents like, yeah, we get a divorce, but the goal is to co-parent these kids properly. So even if we have other significant others, I mean, divorce 10, 15, 20 years ago was always so contentious. Atrocious. And now I feel like it's actually, I'm like proud of us divorce people yes well you know what also and everyone's situation is different but even if it was like a bad divorce i don't think kanye would ever disrespect him especially in a public way because she's the mother of his children and kanye is so that's exactly what i was gonna say kanye is so fond of his mother he yes he has donda house which is like a charity the album is named after donda she was such an influential part of his life i don't think you can be that type of person who has so much respect for their own mother yes. and then disrespect the mother of your children even if you are going through like a not great situation so i don't think i will believe it. until i hear a lyric that says fuck kim right. i will not believe that kanye has anything bad to say about kim because they have four kids and they're both such family-oriented people. I mean, we know the Kardashians are, and we know Kanye is. Well, also, the, the Kardashians are a byproduct of a divorced family. Like, you know, their mom cheated on their father, and look at how they've all lived cohesively since. I mean, and don't even get me started on Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, yeah. th- there's so many a thousand that. lives of Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, my God. So, if you know. If you made a chart yes. of who people, who Caitlyn Jenner was married to, and you started to connect all the dots of other famous people in Hollywood who, because you know, Caitlyn was married to Linda, who's uh, Bruce, who's Brody's 
Brody's Brody's. mom, Linda. Yes. Linda Thompson, I think her name is. Yes. Was married to David Foster. David Foster was married to Yolanda. Yolanda was married to Muhammad. Like, you could connect all of Hollywood. How many siblings do they all have? The Hadids, Kardashians, and the Fosters are all very loosely related. And honestly, who wouldn't want to be in those families? No, I know. Like, Good God. I would literally be like the big fat cousin. Like... (laughs) Oh no, big fat Claudia's coming. Gotta restock the pantry. <laughs> I I don't know. I just feel like modern family kind of was like a buzz term for a while, but like I think it's being actualized now. I, yeah. I think it's real. I don't think it's bullshit. Me too, except that like the Fosters and the Hadids are no longer related because David and Yolanda are, are divorced. No longer, right. So I do think they were like a blended family and like right. getting along while they were married, but then it's like they're divorced. I'm not related to this person. Why do I need to hang out with them? Yeah, unless My you're super close with somebody. Yeah, no. which I don't think that they were. No. Um, all right, fifth and final story is a little space news because there's a lot of rich people going to space, and I would love to hear your take on it. Ugh. And the rich people going to space news is brought to you by Ol- Olive and June. You guys know you cannot possibly do your nails yourselves. I have tried it. They always look no. turned, crusty as hell. Yes. Salon manicures are also really expensive, and they always chip, so it's like you're left in this like shitty little place. And that's why that's where the Olive and June manicure system comes in, because now you know DIY manicures that look salon perfect and last over seven days are possible. And everyone's going to be asking what salon you go to, and then you're going to be like, no, nah, I did it for free at my house. So I have the Olive and June manicure system. The best part, okay, the polishes are everything. They're organic. They're stunning colors. But the Manny system comes with everything you need for an at-home manicure. So like cuticle oil, a buffer, a file, like everything you would like not even think of to get. And that really makes a difference in how long the polish lasts on your fingers. And I use a cuticle oil like every night before bed. It's just like a, a great thing because I have crusty cu- cuticles. I need it. Um, it's five steps and it comes with Poppy, a patented brush handle that makes it easy to paint with both of your hands. Huh. It's also really affordable because six polishes break down to $2 a manicure. And if you're used to spending around $30 for one gel manicure, you'll understand how much of a deal this is. The polish is everything. It really does look like gel. It does not chip. It lasted longer than a week for me. Um, and our nails have never looked better. It is a secret behind Salon Perfect Nails at Home, all in one. No guessing, no messy nails, no salon price tag. And now you can get 20% off your first manicure system with our code TOAST. So your new nail life is here. Get 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code TOAST at oliveandjune.com. If you're done with expensive bad manicures, this is the new, the new us. I'm using it and I'm using your code. Look oh, yeah. Nails. By the way, I actually have an extra one here. If you want Woo! it, it comes in also this great little pouch. I love pouches. I was so embarrassed to come here today like this. Oh, my God. What are you going to do on, for your nails for the wedding? I don't know. Just probably like light pink. Light pink, yeah. yeah. All right. Jeff Bezos and his Blue Origin crew complete a successful space flight. This was this morning. He rode his own rocket. Amazon and Blue Origin founder Jeff Bezos streaked into space Tuesday on a thrilling 10-minute up-and-down flight, a high-tech joyride that sets the stage for the start of commercial passenger service later this year. Competing head-to-head with fellow billionaire Richard Branson, who flew into space aboard his Virgin Galactic rocket plane on July 11th, Bezos blasted off with his brother Mark and two history-making passengers. 82-year-old aviation pioneer Wally Funk, the oldest person to fly to space, and Oliver Damon, an 18-year-old Dutch student who was the youngest to ever fly into space. Okay. And the oldest person, Wally Funk, was barred from NASA initially because it was an all-male astronaut corp in the 1960s, but Jeff Bezos finally gave her a chance to prove the naysayers wrong. Oh, Wally's a woman. Well, yeah, it was confused as well. Um, And she got to realize a lifelong dream. So they Ah. lifted off from their West Texas launch site at 9.12 a.m. this morning, climbed straight up 110,000 pounds 
of push, the rocket rapidly accelerated as it consumed its load of super cold liquid oxygen and hydrogen propellants, pushing the passengers back in their recliner seats about three times the normal force of gravity. So it was successful. Nobody, you know, nothing went wrong. And he made history with two other people, but he was the second billionaire, not the first. And if you're not first, you're last. Exactly. Uh, he's just first loser. Wait a second. Yeah. Are they still there? No, it was 10 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but That's there was a petition. the dumbest on, thing in the world. There was a petition on change.org <laughs> that 165,000 people signed to make Jeff Bezos stay in space. <laughs> Listen, Jeff. Don't how? they say, wait, sorry to interrupt you, which no. I've been doing the whole time. No. Don't no. they say if a change.org petition gets o- petition gets over 100,000 um, signatures, the White House has to respond? That's ridiculous. I think that's like the policy. So Can you imagine the White House calls and they're, they're like, gonna make, like uh, Jeff, press- you got to stay in space? Everybody hates you. <laughs> um, so how, how much do we think that cost? Oh, so like millions and millions of dollars, but... But Jackie, Jackie's a smart one here, so don't ask me questions like because I don't know the answer. But I do believe she said, "I know." Oh, when I do the news on my show, people ask questions. I'm like, "You know the rules." I'm like, don't ask me questions. Refer to the article. <laughs> Basically, I think what Jackie said was like, "This is gearing up so that like random rich people can pay like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a seat yes. to go to space." Yes. I believe that's what she had said. So here's the thing. So let's say it costs ten million. Let's just say I think that's fair. I just feel like there's so many things going on in our world that that money could better suit. I said the same thing when, when we were talking about Richard Branson. And I, it's just like, and these guys are so insane. Like, what, is it Bezos who's on track to be a, a trillionaire in like the next is year? He? I think it's, I think it was him. See, that's just so much, that's money you can't like, even spend just, in 50 lifetimes. We just got out of a pandemic. Like people are like really in a bad spot. Like taxpayers, like we're, you know, we have to, but like our tax are going to go up. And I, listen, I am not smart enough to have this conversation. I'm regurgitating probably something my dad said. <laughs> but it's like, I hear that the rich people, like at that level, they like figure out a way to never pay taxes. Yeah. So it's like, at the very least, take what you would have been charged in taxes, give it to the government and let them disperse it for important things. Yeah, like it's I just, think he's such a selfish shit. When you compare like Mackenzie Bezos, who's also because she got half of his, when, yeah. he, when he was like a Amen. 36 billionaire, I think she got, or no, maybe she got $36 billion. Yeah. She since then has given away over half of her wealth because it's so much money. Like it's what are you so going to do with it? so much money. So when you compare what his ex-wife did versus what he's like doing, like taking joy rides into space, it's just like a little. He sucks. Come on, Jeffrey, you can like, do it. Like, Pave the way, put your back into it. Come on now. <laughs> Had you ever seen... I actually don't... I haven't even seen the Bo Burnham. I want to sing it with you. Do you I don't know, know what it. I'm talking about? I don't. Okay, so it's actually all over TikTok, and that's how I know. But you know the Bo Burnham comedy special that's going viral inside by Bo Burnham? I don't. I tried to watch it when I was in the Hamptons with a bunch of people, and everyone was fucking talking, and it was just like disrespecting the comedy. But it's like this musical he put together during the pandemic in his house where he's like singing funny songs, I guess. I haven't seen it. I don't really know what it's about. But there's one about Jeffrey Bezos that's gone completely viral on TikTok, and it's so funny. CEO entrepreneur born in 1964, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. And it's literally been stuck in my head all fucking morning. Um, so sorry, that's what I was singing. <laughs> it's about just like Jeffrey Bezos. Have you seen it? Is it about him being? Yeah. The whole song's about Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. But there's other songs in this, the comedy special are about like other things. He just got nominated for an Emmy, I think. Is it about Jeff Bezos being the worst? Yeah. It's just Amazing. like, come on, Amazing. Jeffrey, you can do it. Pave the way. Put your back into it. Something like that. He could like turn around so many generations 
in this country no, with I a know. snap of a finger. With a press of a button from his bank account. You know, and it's just like, okay, you're going to go to space and try and like, you know, make change up there. Like, why don't you just do it down here? Because he's ready to bail ski. Yeah. I just like. I'm going down with Earth. I just want to say, I'm like so jealous of how much money he has. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, but what a burden for real in a way. That's a burden I would welcome for you sure. You know what? Fuck what I just said. Yeah, I hate myself. What? Scratch like, that. No. Like, I would do such good things with I, I pay off every student loan of in course. the country. Number one. Yep. Because that is just ruining America. Yep. Fucking and then also, like, I do colleges. believe there are a lot of really, really good organizations. So, like, giving money to organizations is so great. Of yes. course. But there's something more valuable in just, like, knocking on people's doors and paying their bills. Like, you know? Yes. Yes. That's what I would do. I would I just, just like, take my loan around. debt is crippling the entire yes. economy. Yes, yes, yes. So that's student why student loan that. debt is a great place to start. Yes, and then I don't know, work something out with the colleges. Fuck, fuck, fuck you, universities. Fuck you, colleges. No, I know. You know, did you watch the college admission scandal on yes. the, the dramatized yes. thing? Yes, I thought they actually did a really good job because, of course, we know from the college admission scandal, like rich people cutting the line. But what I really took away is like kind of how corrupt corrupt the college system, system is, is. Like, and especially like stanford they literally it's a racketeering it's the first time in american history where a racketeering scandal has benefited a billion dollar institution they made seven hundred thousand dollars that they claim to have given away exactly it's it, i mean th- i yes screw the rich people who are paying their kids way in but like what about the the, the universities that. that got charged yeah we knew that like, yes it's so that was i actually thought the documentary was well done in that sense because it gave you like a new perspective like all right, we know, like, we hate celebrities and rich people. Like, that's not a unique message for a documentary. But I actually thought that was a really well-done documentary. What was it called? Varsity Blues or whatever. Yep. Um, Well, those were the Fast Five stories. And I definitely feel as though they were well-rounded. I think so, too. Yeah. Are you going to go to space? No. I'm going to stay here. If there was, like, someone who was like, I want to pay the $250,000 for you to go to space... Wait, it's a are, ten minute. Journey. Are we escaping Earth because no, it's no, like it's just, like this is like a new thing now. It's going to become more popular. Recreational space travel. Girl, I don't even have to go to Tahiti, okay? Yeah, or Hawaii for that matter. I don't like to fly far, so yeah. I certainly don't need to. go It's to only space. eleven minutes though, like the whole journey. It's stupid. It's it, it's, it's like, like the point. It's like going to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's 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 a tourist attraction. Yeah, for sure. Have it's, you ever been to the Leaning Tower? No, and I don't need to. Me neither. I heard it's falling. <laughs> Like, why would I go see a broken monument? I'd rather go see... Some, like, that's all the monuments, like the Coliseum. Why do I want to see a smelly old half of a building? I'd rather go get drunk with you at lunch. No, of course, at a restaurant that's fully built, you know? Exactly. Um, so, thank you so much for being here. I you are it. a gem and a half. If you love guys it. want to hear more from Taylor, her podcast, Taste of Taylor, is available everywhere. She actually just did a great episode with TBG. Mm-hmm. And her daily radio show is patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker show. You go for two hours every day, right? Yes, every day. And it's hysterical. So if you're looking for some more high energy content from a high energy gal, maybe the only co-host I've ever had who has more energy than me. Same, same energy. Check it out. Thank you for being here. I adore you. Thank you guys for listening. Tomorrow we've got another great co-host. So don't miss out and we'll see you then. Goodbye.